This is the, the Youth, the down, youth, south youth podcast. down South Podcast. The Youth Down South Podcast, a show for youth leaders and young adults. Hey, listeners. I am so excited to tell you about our upcoming Territorial Youth Institute for 2022. It's going to be held at Camp Walter Johnson from July 25th through August 1st. This year, the theme is Rise Up! Unashamed, unafraid, unstoppable. The registration goes live at the end of April. Make sure you keep your eyes peeled on our social media. Hope to see you there. Hello, listeners. I'm Caleb Loudon. And I am Jesse Fagerstrom. And this is the Youth Down South podcast, and we have a show for you. Do we have a show for you? As we always do. So, uh, First, before we get to our fabulous guest, I uh, do want to remind you all that this episode is coming out on tax day. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> re, 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 re. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tax day, which for some of you won't really maybe mean very much. And for others of you will, the fact that I've just said that sends shivers down your spine. <laughs> and for those of you in the latter group, I'm, I apologize. But it is tax day, so be sure to get your taxes done. And in, are, in, are you good in, with numbers? Are you good with numbers, Caleb? Um, I so guy. you know I I have a Bible degree, and uh, you know when you study the Bible, you do have to be able to count to at least twelve. Ooh. that's kind of some... in which languages only. <laughs> I mean, that's the, oh, that's I mean, the situation. Hebrew, Achad, Shnei, Shalosh, Arba, Chamesh. I could keep going. Wow. You know, I got that down, but only to like twelve in Hebrew. Um, okay. No, I. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that's. I guess that's something. But in terms of like real mathematics, like hard math, mm. I'm a hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah. On the hard math. Yeah, because okay. I did. Um, uh, what was it called? Like math for non-math majors. That was what I did in in college to kind of satisfy, which was a was basically like okay math kids like come in yeah. Was it a math for dummies? It was situation? a math for dummies class. Um, you know, uh, we studied PEMDAS. You know, parentheses, oh. exponents, division, multiplication, addition, subtraction, the like order Classic. of things. Yeah, and that was the extent of that class probably. So, <laughs> thank you. University of South Florida for offering that class to me. Otherwise, you would have been stuck taking real person math. <laughs> yeah. And that would have been a real Grown bummer. Grown up math. That yeah. would have been a real but bummer. Let's be honest, Jess, and this is no offense to you math nerds out there, but, you know, when's the last time you used like any algebra, really? You know what I mean? Or like had to, the, like, the, what was it, Pythagorean, Pythagoras' so theorem? I have a song or, for that one. X oh. is equal to negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC all over 2A. That is the only way that I will ever remember that. And wow, first of all, I just got to... <laughs> I mean, bowing. A, a, I'm, I'm giving you a bow. That was amazing <laughs> and totally unexpected. And I just... You never um, know what you're going to learn here on Youth Town South. Wow. You never know. Secondly... be a math, math magician. You were able to sing that that wonderful little ditty but then beyond that have you ever used that in like real life i have a confession i don't know what it means oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. well now that all the people who love mathematics have turned off this <laughs> podcast uh i will just say 
be sure to do your taxes. And if you're not good at math like I am, hopefully you have TurboTax or something like that. Oh, TurboTax. Maybe even someone to prepare your taxes for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, here we also are on the end of the Easter weekend. So happy belated Easter happy to everyone Easter. out there. Hop, hop, hoppity hop. <laughs> that was my that was my impression of the Easter Bunny. <laughs> so much enthusiasm coming from your microphone right now, and I'm here for it. This Do you is, eat any Easter chocolate, or you know, um, run after any Easter eggs? Not run after them, but you know, I discover them or eat too much chocolate. But that's sort of par for the course for sure. me uh, each week. So, hey, we've got a great episode. Anne Henningfeld is Ooh, a yes. wonderful person. She is uh, a camp expert. She has a mental health background. She's done a, a lot of work in mental health. She uh, loves to take creative approaches to training and to education. Um, whenever she does a training, many listeners will know if they've been trained by Anne on like a camp staff or something, that she brings an actor with her and makes it very interactive and very Dramatic. fun. Yes. But you don't know anything about Nothing. being dramatic. Nothing. And um, she is just has so much to offer and has such an expansive set of interests and uh, just a very charitable person, someone who I've had the pleasure of working with now on a, a couple things. And I was so excited to be able to have her on the podcast um, because uh, when Anne has something to share, it's worth listening to. So... I hope you enjoy this episode about all things Anne and her interests in leadership development and uh, program development. And um, also, if you are looking for something to do this summer. Oh, here's the plug. Do not have, yeah. Here it is. Here it comes. Let's just say you may, perhaps you could make more money working at, you know, I don't know. Steak and Lube or steak? yeah, Quaker Steak and Lube. You ever that's, heard of? That's the one that you kind of go. Or that's your go-to. Shoney's. Oh my! I don't know. You are showing <laughs> showing you're aging yourself there, sir. Maybe you know working at uh, I don't know what it might be. Give it a, like a Chick Fil A, like throw in a Chick Fil A there. Like, Chick Fil A is great. You yeah, know. but okay. Think about the impact you could make. That's true. Working at a Salvation Army camp this summer. You can't put a price tag on the. If on you're that. looking for something to do that's going to have real impact on the lives of boys, girls, young men, and young women, then look no further than working at one of our incredible seven camps across the Southern Territory. Uh, and if you are interested in that, then please re- either reach out to me, reach out to your DYS, uh, look at the jobs page um, that we have on uh, the Salvation Army's careers page, whatever it might be, we would love for you to really give camp a, a hard look and to think about working at camp this summer. I worked, Jesse, get this. Okay. I worked at camp for seven summers. Oh! Seven summers. So you're like the master of of camp. No, no. no. All, all my jobs were basically uh, not that... <laughs> what did you do? Um, what were your What were your roles? It's not important. Just oh. Just know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not, not sharing that information. I'm not. I'm not uh, necessarily a math. Although here I am doing something for camp at the territorial level. Right. Uh, uh, but 
just to say, working those seven summers had a huge, uh, uh, was just hugely transformative for me. Yeah. And now here I am, a camp lifer, doing some camp, camp stuff. Life? Yeah. <laughs> and even if you don't end up being a camp lifer, then I can promise you, you won't regret the summers you spent at camp in that community yeah. with those people yep. and changing lives each and every day. Wow. So. Oh, we got a podcast. That's right. Yeah. After my that was my uh, that was my little notification. Hey guys, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> well, without further ado, this is Ann Henningfield, who will be at Equip. So come to Equip Ooh, next week. <laughs> next week. Next week. Oh next my gosh. week. Quick. Wow. She's loud and she's spunky and she's insistent and she's. Uh, right now. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh, I hope I hope you think so. I'm very pleased with what we learned and how I was able to put it together. I think it's going to be digestible. I know you're going to read the full thing. Like you're going to dig I'm into so it. I'm so excited to see it, man. Well, we are excited to have today on the Youth Down South podcast, someone who I would say is a friend of mine, a coworker, a co-laborer in the camp movement. Uh, a person I have a great deal of admiration for and all that she does, the one, the only, Anne Henningfeld. Hi. Hello. How are you, Caleb? <laughs> it's great to have you on the Youth Down South podcast. Oh, my gosh. I'm so honored. This is really my first podcast appearance. So I, I as a podcast fan, I am super thrilled to be here. I. It's hard for me to believe that this is like your first podcast. So It's true. I mean, that's just pretty amazing. And amazing for us. I mean, what a catch. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, but thank you for being on the podcast. And I am so happy to introduce you to a, a wider audience within the Salvation Army. Um, Anne has done a lot of work with Salvation Army ministry over the years, and in particular with camp ministry uh, and having served in almost every camp in the Southern Territory now. Uh, and since uh, is it 2016? Is that yeah, right? 2016 sounds like the right year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, Anne, I wonder if you could start off by telling us, you know, how is it that you got into doing what you do? What's your background? And how did you get to work with the Salvation Army? Sure, absolutely. So, um, Oh, goodness. Well, again, my name is Anne Henningfeld. I'm the managing partner of a really small consulting company called Beyond Recreation um, that I run with my husband. And our goal is to help people make meaningful connections through recreation. And that looks different for a lot of people. Um, my husband is a performer. He was a clown with Cirque du Soleil for five years. So his recreation is a lot of prop manipulation, juggling and fire throwing and things like that. And that's what recreation is to him. So he helps people through through entertainment. But me, for me, my background is in summer camp. And so for me, recreation is outdoor recreation. It's swimming, it's gaga ball, it's um, arts and crafts. It is the recreation of summer camp. So I was a summer camper from way back. I started going to camp when I was six years old. Um, and camp really formed who I am as a person. It gave me a lot of opportunities to meet different kinds of people, to have different experiences, and then to grow the 
the skills and the and the things I wanted in my life. Um, for me, a, the most meaningful summer camp experience I had as a as a child was at a fine arts camp, very similar to the conservatory of of the Salvation Army. And I went to a fine arts camp in Michigan, where I got to play my violin all summer and be around other kids who loved orchestra. And we weren't geeks or nerds; we were just kids who loved classical music. Um, and, and it was an amazing experience and we got to do it outdoors. I mean, some of my most fond experiences are walking in the woods with my violin between my cabin and the pavilion where we were, were playing and just, it was a planted pine forest. I can still see it. Um, any of you that have ever played the game Mortal Kombat, there's like this place in Mortal Kombat where all the, the <laughs> this is crazy, but where all the trees are lined up, it's a planted pine forest and you can see for miles, but you're in the forest and walking along through there. Those are some of my favorite memories, um, being outdoors, doing a thing that I loved. And that thing has changed over time. Um, I went to a small Presbyterian Liberal Arts College in Michigan. I had graduated with an deg undergraduate degree in English and very little notion of what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I fortunately, I knew camp. I knew what it was and I knew what it would be. So I started a YMCA camp as a, as a trip leader. I wanted to do, I wanted to be much more I wanted like outdoors. I wanted outdoors. So I ran kayak trips and multi-day bike trips and, and multi-day backpacking outdoorsy stuff with kids. And I was yeah. like very young taking kids on these trips. And now that I look back at it, I think, wow, but I did it. And we had amazing experiences. And I went from there to, I needed a year round position. And I found another YMCA where I could have a year round um, environmental ads position. But I really found that what I loved more than kids was my staff. I loved teens and young adults who were in the same place where I had been when I was at fine arts camp, finding themselves learning and the, and guiding them. So I went into camp administration pretty young, 25. I was directing my first resident camp. Um, and I got involved in a medically specialized community, the hemophilia community, and I ran the camp programs for the Hemophilia Foundation of Michigan. And they have a very robust camping program. They have the oldest um, hemophilia camp in the world, um, founded in 1969, Camp Bold Eagle. Very proud of that camp and very robust, uh, lots of programming for kids with um, with specialized medical needs. And I got to do adventure things there as well. Um, and I loved it, but it was high burnout. It was really hard. And I think anybody who works in the camping industry has to, at some point in their career, face the notion of burnout. Um, you know, we live, we eat, we breathe camp, and it can be really hard to sustain and try to be a young adult who wants to get married and have a um, whatever kind of family their family looks like. And it was really hard to sustain. And so I went and I did a master's degree in therapeutic recreation. So therapeutic recreation is, um, again, helping people with find health through rec recreation, whether it's mental health, spiritual health, or physical health. So it fit very very well with who I was. And I did a little bit of um, what we would call clinical recreation therapy. I worked with people with brain injuries, kids with brain injuries, but my heart was always, always, always in summer camp. Um, and when I met my husband, it just was a really good fit for us to, he had been a freelance worker 
you know, all of his performing career. And he gave me a lot of the bravery I needed to make that leap into freelance work. And, you know, there's the there's a person who's kind of famous in the Southern Territory of the Salvation Army. Um, Blake Lanier is a very, is a, a your friend and mine, Caleb. Um, yeah. And I happened to meet him through the performing world in Atlanta. And I had this one really amazing lunch with him. And I'll never forget, Cafe Intermezzo, Don Woody. Um, and I, he, I was a great spot, great spot. Um, and I remember saying to him, Blake, I just, I'm not certain, like what I really want to do, I'm afraid I have to go back to school and get an MSW and, and maybe I got the wrong degree and I was really struggling. And he said, Anne, you just, you have everything you need. You have everything you need. You just need to start working from your strengths. And I was like, well, what, what do you mean by that? And he directed me to um, the VIA character strengths inventory, which is this amazing inventory. If, if any of you are like feeling lost or you're not sure where your career is going, you're not sure what, who, where you should focus your energy, the VIA character strengths inventory changed my life. And it showed me that, that all my life I had been working really hard to like be better at the things I was bad at. And I hadn't spent a lot of time really developing the things that I was good at. And it was like this conversation with Blake gave me permission to just do the things I'm good at. And so that's why I started Beyond Recreation. When I feel the most alive is when I'm training staff, when I am teaching staff how to be good counselors, how to be good to kids, how to manage their own emotions so that they can allow campers to have the kind of important camp experience that we believe is so, you know, important and foundational and and good for their experience. But not all camp staff know how to do that. Not all of us had amazing parents that taught us how to be amazing to kids. Not all of us have experience with kids. So, my calling, my real calling is to teach people how to work with kids. Sometimes I call it pre-parenting, right? Just to give you an exposure to what a different kind of parent could be different from how you were raised. Um, when I started doing this, um, before I even started coming to the Salvation Army, when I started doing these kind of trainings, it was a little... Um, a little out there, right? Now it's called gentle parenting. I just call it listening to your kids and treating them with respect. I mean, that's what I call it. But there's a whole movement out there and any and and anyone who is on TikTok can find, like I follow this wonderful woman named Destiny Ann and she just teaches all of the stuff that I've been teaching for years. And it's so great to feel like there are other people out there doing what I do. It's a little digression, but the the idea is that we listen to kids, we have empathy for the situations where they're in. We understand that kids just due to the nature of not having fully developed brains don't have a ton of autonomy and it stinks. Mm. It's hard to be a kid. It's hard to have people telling you what to do all day and every day. And if we as adults think about what that would be like for us, to live the life of a child, we can say, oh, goodness, no wonder, right? Like, no wonder. And then imagine you don't have great language. Then imagine that you don't have experience to understand that your emotions will change. And then imagine that your prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed and you can't process these things. Mm -hmm. When we think about kids from that point of view, 
it becomes a lot easier to be empathetic to the situation they're in, especially at camp where everything is strange and different and new. And you're just expected to get in line, do what you're supposed to do, respect this adult who you've never met before just because they're an adult and like and trust that they're going to have your best interests at heart. And a lot of our kids come from places where they don't have adults that they trust at home. Why the heck are they going to trust adults at camp? So that's my mission, to go around and help people see things from the perspective of the camper and then to help that camper grow. That's what I do now for the, for wow. the most part. So that's me in a nutshell. Mm, that was amazing. There's so much in what you just said. I mean, I'm thinking about people who, even folks who like you are right now on that stage of wondering, what am I supposed to do with my life? And I think in what you just shared, to have some uh, insight into how you might find your way out of that situation. And uh, yeah, just well, everything you just shared is so great. I was thinking too, when you're talking about playing your violin in the woods, like someone hearing that and thinking just how magical that must have been. And then that same person hearing me when I was at music camp playing my baritone in the woods, thinking, Man, that's one sick animal, wherever that is, you know, that uh, somebody needs to help that thing out. That was a really great overview of you and what you do and your passion and I want our listeners to know that you are bringing all that passion and insight and expertise to our next equip, which is coming up this month of the podcast uh, in April, April 25th through the 27th, uh, right around the corner. And I wonder if you might share a little bit about what you're going to be presenting. You've got two different breakouts, so two options for folks. So what are you going to be sharing there at Equip? Absolutely. So I have two options. One is very camp specific and one is for general youth program. It doesn't matter what what your youth program is, if you're talking about something at your core or boys and girls club or camp. So I have two different ones. The, the more general youth program one, we're going to take a look at what do we mean when we say youth program? What is a program? Because that's a very big all-encompassing word. But what is it when we mean we say program? And then how do we how do we make sure that that program is doing everything it can to meet our mission? A mission-focused program, what does that mean? And mission can mean a lot of things. I've worked for a lot of secular organizations. They all have mission statements. Um, mission is, you know, why we're there, why mm. we're doing it. And so many times our programs, um, they were set when they started and they haven't grown with the organization. They haven't maybe changed with what the mission is, and they certainly haven't grown and changed with who kids are now. Because there's no doubt in my mind that kids in 2022 are completely different from kids in 2020, 2012. I mean, let alone kids in 2020, the last two years have been a wild, wild change in what we find is important and, and the way we learn and our understand for our need for social interaction. We have learned a lot since the beginning of the pandemic. Have our programs learned the same thing? 
I, you know, and it's really important that we take a look and see how we do that. So that session is really just going to provide a framework to look at your program, examine what you do with youth and how you do it, and then ask the big question, how does this further our mission? So we'll use examples from your own camps, your after-school programs, your other youth-focused activities, just in order to engage in creative and intentional thinking about what our youth really need. So it's a framework. It's a it's a brainstorming. It's a case study. We're going to take a look at a couple of different um, programs, but there's also going to be sort of a step-by-step guide worksheet for you to come in, think about a specific program. Maybe it's just the way you do arts and crafts, or maybe it's the way you schedule your entire day, or maybe it's um, uh, maybe it's a theme week. All of those things are included in program, but you can come in, have one of those in mind, make sure you come in knowing what your organization's mission statement is. That's going to be a really important part of this. And then we'll be able to take a step-by-step look and say, does this program further our mission or are there ways that this program could further our mission better? How could we do this better? So that's um, making a change. Youth program development, making a change. How do we make a change? How do we evaluate our programs to make sure that they are doing what we want them to do and that they are in line with who kids are today and what our mission is today? So that's the first one. I'm super excited about that one. Awesome. Yeah, that's so great and aligns so well with what we're trying to do in general at Equip and talking about the purpose behind what we're doing and making sure that uh, our actions are aligning with our mission. Uh, and yeah. so I, I can't recommend enough uh, your breakout to folks who are coming to equip. And also I, I, something else I know about Anne and something that people probably now become aware of and listening to this is she's very social, very uh, conversational and would love to talk to anyone who had any other questions or Um, anything else that they might be interested in that Ann is an expert in. And this has been a great conversation. You are a leadership development guru. You are a, uh, you have the heart of a therapist. You are (laughs) a trainer extraordinaire i think you're the next michael brandline for those oh my gosh well Um, let me tell you do you want to hear do you want to hear about my other equip session where i'm feeling like the next michael brandline do you want to hear about it because i'll tell you absolutely absolutely. sure well it's actually got i think it's got more of a bob ditter feel to it those of us that are (laughs) camp insiders there will be a lot of you listening to us who had to watch bob ditter's safety videos before we create our own I have to tell you, I've heard that from there is a um, there is a there's a salvationist of a certain age that <laughs> yes. um, will always tell you about the dinner, the dinner videos that they had yeah. to watch, um, which I think is so funny because it must have been a real a real thing in the Salvation oh, Army in a very you, specific time you're frame. very aware of our dinner don'ts. OK, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you saw some behavior occurring that shouldn't, you'd say, oh, that's a dinner dough. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Um, Bob Ditter is definitely a a um, a hero of mine. When I learned that Blake Lanier had met Bob Ditter personally, I just about lose, lost my mind. Wow. I just thought that was so cool. So this has some Ditter feeling to it. 
it's it's called leading camp staff and creative solutions to real issues. Look, staff are I said kids are different, so are staff. So are staff. Um, camp is hard. Staff is hard. Um, so to direct a group of young adults in like into so that they can provide a safe and emotionally supportive environment is probably one of the greatest camp challenges of a camp leader. It's why I love staff training so much. It's where I felt like I needed to pour my energy because without great staff, you cannot have a good camper experience. Without a good camper experience, like your whole camp, obviously it falls apart. It has to be part of your culture to have a good camper experience. So in the session that I'm going to do at Equip, we're just going to work together to identify some of the most difficult staff issues you're facing today. Um, mm. And then look at creative ways people in the camp community have solved this program, uh, these problems. So we're going to draw from the experiences of the people in the room. You have some fantastic camp leaders and camp professionals in the Southern Territory. I mean, I'm not going to name names, but they are out there and they have great ideas. And I hope they come to this session because there are as many creative ways to solve these problems as there are camp professionals in the Southern Territory. So we're going to look at solutions that have worked across the territory and across the country. We're going to try to get as creative as we can, really think outside the box, really think about the ways that staff have changed, the way their needs have changed, the way their social, emotional, and mental health has changed um, over the last two years. And I think the big the big takeaway of this one will be, you know, we can't just say, well, I did it, so why can't they? Mm. I think it's really, really important to acknowledge where they are, who they are, and how can we help them be successful just the way we want to help our kids be successful. Camp is as, um, as life-changing to the young adults who work there as it is for the kids who, who attend. I do absolutely believe camp is for the camper, but camp is also for the staff, right? Camp is an intentional community where we all come together to have a great experience. So whatever we can do as camp leaders to be creative in our thinking, um, to really think about what are our biggest challenges to make an experience that creates happy staff that want to return to camp and therefore want to build your camp and have better experiences with your, with your kids. So Creative solutions to real issues. I'm not going to be up there talking a lot of theory. I'm going to be up there with a big, um, a big marker and some paper and say, what are your biggest issues? Let's go. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's hammer them out. Let's talk about ways we can solve them. Not all of them are, you know, brainstorm solvable, but hopefully it will get people to think in a, a new and creative way about the young adults that they have working for them. Wow. So much uh, value packed into these sessions. And I really hope that if you are interested in uh, anything related to mission alignment or to the purpose behind what we do, or anything really, even beyond camp, related just to leading young adults and leading uh, uh, young people today, leading staffs, leading youths, uh, youth teams today, um, and then especially if you are in camp uh, work as well, Please come to one of Anne's breakouts. It's mm -hmm. going to be an experience that you won't soon forget. And uh, you definitely won't regret being a part of those breakouts. Well, thanks again, Anne. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Yes. And we're very much looking forward to seeing you in person uh, in just a few days, really, at yeah. a trip. And, yeah. uh, you know, 
I again thank our listeners for tuning in and thank you. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for your passion for Salvation Army Camp and passion. Uh, passion, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And if you see me at Equip, say hi. Say, oh my gosh, I heard you on the podcast. I'll be so curious to know who heard this. <laughs> well, my mom, I know she listens. <laughs> uh, hi, Caleb's mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a few others, mostly relatives, actually. That's the primary uh, demographic for this uh, podcast. <laughs> no. I have a feeling uh, my mom will listen too. Oh, there you go. Man. Well, hopefully one day I'll uh, get to meet Ann's mom. She's but, wonderful. Uh, yeah, I'm sure she is. Well, again, thank you. And uh, this has been the Down South Podcast. Hello there, listeners. I am excited to talk to you about Equip Conference 2022. Our conference is happening April 25th through the 27th this year and will be focused on our raised strategic plan We'll also be looking at the Orange Conference, which is occurring at the end of that same week. So come for both conferences here in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information and to register, please go to our website, youthdownsouth.org. We hope to see you at Equip this year. That's it for this episode of the Youth Down South podcast. For more info about the show, check out youthdownsouth.org.